Have you ever felt isolated and alone, longing for more love and connection? Do you hunger to touch or be touched? Do you have many desires and fantasies unfulfilled? Our sexuality is key to so many aspects of who we are. There are things we need to shake up, past judgments, thoughts, and feelings around shame, restrictions put on us by ourselves and by others that have suppressed our sexuality. We need to break through the barriers that impede our path to fulfillment, to have our orgasmic life. We are Orgasmic Terrace. Together, let's explode those obstacles that hold us back. with Krista. So if you haven't listened to episode three, please go back and listen to that before listening to this. But let's talk about this one. This one is going to be dealing with the second photograph, which I will put up on our website. And I just want to take a moment and explain I've since recording this, the two episodes, I have shown the picture to many people and it has gotten mixed reviews just like Krista likes. And one of them being the fact that she struggles with that she really wants to stir the pot and get people involved into her art and I appreciate her for that. She also just loves helping people break through some of these barriers, breaking through these pictures and getting people to talk about themselves, what makes them feel uncomfortable. That is truly what Krista's goal is when you look at these pictures. So please go on to our Facebook and tell us what you think. Don't hold back. Can't offend us because she wants to know. She wants to know and she wants to grow and she wants you to share. So let's get back into the episode with Krista, our cozy couch conversation. Let's get right into this episode. We're back about this photo. I really want to know about the second photo. The second photo moved me because it was beautiful. But then when I dove in, I saw the sad side of it. So my first instinct was happy. And I mentioned that before that I was I was not happy, but I saw your beauty that you came across. You were, it's black and white, you're full body, your eyes are closed, and it was beautiful. But then as I started to study it, contrary to the other one, instead of being angry, I was sad after studying it because your eyes are closed. And then I realized it was plastic over you. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. See, at first I thought it was like you up against, that was my first instinct that you were up against like a fogged up um, glass. And your oh. body was pressed against it. It was my first glance. Mm. And then I saw the plastic. And then, so then it brought up the morbid side. I'm like, so what are we portraying here? So then I started to look at your face again. Because it's all about your facial expression. Because your body is beautiful. And it's going to portray that it's openness. Either way. With the openness. openness. I like that. Because you're not hiding behind anything. You're not hiding behind clothes. You're not hiding behind nothing you're you're open tell us your thought behind the second photo and i will post it only on the website and that's orgasmicterrace.com both of these will only be on the website because i don't want to cross over any sensor boundaries on these so go check out organic orgasmicterrace.com orgasmicterrace.com we're gonna keep this going because i don't want to undo this Tell me what you were thinking about the second photo. The second photo was dynamic, I had to say. I'd love to have it printed. Honestly, it was very silly um, because I like catching whatever it is. You know, my daughter, okay, so when we were in Europe, my daughter and I were in Europe 
what, not this summer, but last summer, we had this thing between us because I would take all these pictures and she'd get so annoyed. It really gave me the conflict of that, her judgment, gave me, um... Doubt. No. No? It actually helped me form an opinion about myself because I had to, I was forced to go make a decision. Am I going to put down my phone or am I going to take pictures because the voices were like, you should enjoy the moment. Enjoy the moment, you know, instead the mind of versus you know, the heart. Yes. It oh my god. To it. Hella. To it. Okay. Yes. I love and I wish so I I started asking myself, do I need to like really enjoy the moment? Well, yes, I do need to enjoy the moment. And what what helps me enjoy the moment is if I see something beautiful, I want to capture it. That's what I was put on this earth to do. I was put on this earth in any way, whether it's verbal or a picture or whatever, I want to capture, encapsulate that moment. And, and so I had to say to her, it's okay if you don't like that I'm taking pictures. You know, you can go walk away, but I am not going to stop taking pictures because I'm a photographer. I, I'm a capturer of beauty. Whenever I go for a hike, I always tell people, like, don't expect me to get mileage. Yeah, exactly. I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm not here for this. I'm not for in mileage. for the mileage. I'm in for the beauty of it. Exactly. And I will always go for a hike with a camera in my hand. And Hell if, yeah. If it's not around my neck, it is my iPhone. So I have And to- why is that, Sarah? Why is that? Who are you? I'm a photographer. Yeah. And I want to capture the beauty. And see, here's the thing. That is why it is super important to know your values. It's true that if someone who's a sports person or someone who, like, is an um, athletic, if that's their main value is to shape their body, then you're right. Using a camera is so sinful. It's wrong for you, but it's not fucking wrong for us. It's sinful not to use a camera. Right. Because our value is capturing beauty. That's what we do. That's what we were put on this earth to do. So for for us to have the same set of rules is wrong. That's the sin. Well, that's what values are. So one of the things, even in business, is that they always want you to check your values. They want you to write your values and then check every decision to your values. Or in other places, values is is termed morals. Mm-hmm. Or another place is um, whatever your bylaws are. Yeah, you check it you too. have so these to. That's are all your foundation. Same. It's your. I love it. It's your foundation. So the foundation for your being, I you have to do. Mine is love. Mm-hmm. But my love reacts like yours is truth, beauty, love, and beauty. Mine is love, but my love reacts in several ways. I love to teach, mm-hmm. I love to learn, and I love to share beauty. I guess mm-hmm. so. Share, yeah, share. So I know that my root, my root is love, and to the point where I tattooed it on my body. Mm-hmm. My whole right over my left side of my heart says I love, and everybody always says, "Well, why? Who do you love?" I am just love. I love, period. There is no, I love you, I love him, I love mm. them. It's, I love. It's open. It's cosmic. It it's is. universal. It's, it's very universal. And a lot, when I first saw this tattoo, which is the funniest part, was is that it was given to me by one of my old supervisors at the newspaper. We, I was on an iMac, and he, we would instant message, because we weren't, we couldn't just go home and go to bed. We were night crew, 
And going home and going to bed was just like not the thing to do. So we would go home and get on our computers again. And then we'd start chatting about weird things. And one night he threw because we were playing with the new instant messenger on the iMac. The brand new helmet looking iMac. Okay, I'm dating myself there. But it looked like a helmet. And I just got it. And he threw onto the messenger a picture. Which is the first time you could do stuff like that. He could transmit without having to upload. Mm -hmm. And so he transmitted this photo. And I looked at it. And within seconds, I looked, I text, that is my tattoo. And he goes, where? And I said, that will be my tattoo. When I get a tattoo, that is it. And sure enough, it is the only tattoo. My first tattoo. Not my only. I'm, I'm have my second one and I'm working on my third. Um, when I was 30, I got that on. Now I'm in my 40s and I finally have my second tattoo. So yes, it's become addicting after 45. <laughs> but not before. Um, the the I love was always poetic to me. It, was, it rang to me. For several reasons. There was a Japanese um, scientist that did a water study. And um, it's it actually in the movie and in the book of what down the rabbit hole. So you guys can go research this and double check my... But basically what he had found was that in when they took bottles of water mm. or glasses of water and they put words on the outside. <gasps> yes, this is like what the bleep do we know. Yeah, down mm -hmm. the rabbit hole is the other part of it. Down the, with the bleep do you know and down the rabbit hole. Oh, that's an, another documentary. It's four hours of that documentary. So oh, that, wow. What the bleep do you know was the hour and a half theater mm -hmm. version, but the four hour version is down the rabbit hole. I love mm. it. But in what the bleep do you know, correct? It had the study by the Japanese scientists that when they took water and they put words on the yes, glass of water. This was paramount in my, my uh, growth. And, and mine too, because when I when they looked at the molecules or the, the crystallized water of the, after they put those words on it, yeah. they looked at it, when it said love, beauty, so on, very powerful words, Yeah, the crystals were beautiful and whole. Right. When they said hate, ugly, yeah, destructive words, they weren't complete. Us being human beings with seventy percent water. Is it more? Is it more? more than we're that? born at like eighty five. We yeah. die at sixty two. Oh. So like like so like okay, I'm saying seventy because that's what I am now. It's mostly alcohol right now. <laughs> <laughs> mostly, I mean specifically, yeah. it might be tequila or that's vodka. you. I'm on vodka, okay. and so anyways. That our body is made of water. Yeah. I put I love on my body just so my heart, Aww. every part of my being. That's such a good thing. I want to do that. Well, that's why I did it. It's right there. I'm so going to do that. I'm going to yeah. say I love. I love. I love because that is me. And it has always been me. So when people think that, you know, and I always share this with some, that I'm not, I don't come from malice. And they're like, they don't understand that. They're like, what do you mean? I'm like, my whole being is I, I am love. I never think negative or come from a part to manipulate or to hurt somebody. It's always coming from the station of love. Now, if something bad comes out of it, it was either due to a misunderstanding or due to an unforeseen circumstance. But it's never from malice. Oh, I love that. And with that said, that's similar to you and beauty. So we should put I beauty on you. I think beauty. that's lovely. Because you are beauty. You are oh, and you ooze. I love that. I like the idea of putting... It's funny because I've never been into tattoos. And then, you know, my husband is like doing this tattoo thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's so many things. But anyway, he's like, you know, in a tattoo apprentice and... And you have these beautiful tattoos. Yeah, on I, then I got hands, these tattoos from a dream. 
And then I'm now I'm like, okay, you know what? The body is just it's temporary. So and I love the idea of that where you're labeling just like water. We are water. We are I want to label myself. And I think you and David will come up with something beautiful. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's me. I mean, in an essence, I, I know that it, when I was raised, tattoos were bad. Yeah. See, you know what? Like, yeah. fuck bad. Yeah. Here's the thing. And this is the whole nakedness thing and the whole, um, you know. Wanting to do this picture, which we're going to get back to. It's like, who is saying these things are bad? And why are we listening to it? Why can't we just be ourselves? What, you know, Instagram has been like kind of a testing field. It's like a scientific experiment. It's a Petri dish. It's, it's something to look at under a microscope. And that's how I've seen Instagram. It's like, I'm trying to figure out the way I was raised. And, and you know, we were raised mm -hmm. with these voices and rules. Where did they come from? Why do they exist? Are they are they necessary? Are they real? Okay, so we were on you explaining the photo. What inspired you to do that second photo? Or what was your? Oh yeah, so you know, second secondhand communication with my husband about um, getting the popcorn ceiling off of our off of the living room ceiling, mm -hmm. and um, I guess he couldn't take it anymore, so he just woke up on a Saturday morning and started the process. In your bedroom or? No, in the living room. Oh, okay. And so um, he had, when I came upstairs, he had taped off all the, the living room with this plastic. And immediately I thought, oh my God, someone needs to be naked behind there and take <laughs> pictures. So that's weird. No, I it's mean, not. I mean, I it love is it. weird because I, love I don't the fact know. That that was your wondering. first thought. My first thought would be like, I'm avoiding this room for the next two weeks. Your first thought was, somebody needs to be photo naked. opportunity. Photo opportunity for nakedness. Naked. Why am I like that? I don't know. But see, here's the thing that I've decided this year, and Instagram has helped me with that. I am, I, I guess it's just a tool. Instagram is a tool to help me heal, self-heal from my religious upbringing. And I think if I were left to my own devices, if I had just been raised in the wild, I would have always been naked. I would have been like Sally Mann you know, photographing my kids naked their whole life. Actually, I did do that, and so did my nanny. Not mine, my children's Ch nanny. Children's yeah. nanny. Yeah, and, um, but I got a lot of shit from that uh, within my own life, you know, through the divorce. I was, you know. You were, you were chastised. I was chastised for that, and it's like, okay, so, you know, and that was just like on top of my foundation of you are bad because you're free, because you like bodies, because you like all kinds of bodies, because I like vulnerability. I like, um, I had to say that's, that is this year's my newest thing. I love women's faces. Yeah. Faces I love looking at great. women, no matter skin, skin. 
Skin no matter what their color, what their shape. Yeah. I learned from a training a long time ago. If you want to sell, it was a Mary Kay training, but if you want to sell, no women's ugly. Yeah, exactly. And if you want to believe it, you need to find something about that woman. Every woman you're in front of, you Hallelujah. need to find a beautiful thing about them. So when you look at their face, they can have fat face, skinny face, big nose, short nose. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Look for one thing and make that the beginning part of the conversation. Like, I love your eyes. foundation. Yeah. Here's the thing, Sarah. Hallelujah. That right there is my religion. My religion is that everyone is beautiful. I believe that. It's not a religion. Fuck religion. You know what? Oh, no, I understand that. It's a spirit. It's a a spirituality. It's my core. Yeah. I believe it with everything in me because skin is holy. Yeah. It's spiritual. Skin in itself. So you've taken the face to go into the whole body now. Yeah. And see, face. it took me a long time to get to that way to even look at my own body in a mirror and go, all right. You are beautiful. You Thank are you. beautiful. I look at myself now and, and I'm like, going, Ooh, I'm sexy. That's right, you are. And you just, you know what? Okay, so I'm going to use some corny little phrases here to, to, to help some, some of our listeners. Okay, one of the things I love to say to myself, because it took me a while to do this, I'm beautiful, I'm sexy. Look at those nipples. Look at those body. Look at this. I'm details. sexy. It's in the details. It's in the details. The devil's in the details. Ex- Lilith is in the details. <laughs> exactly. I love that. Beauty so, is in the details. Even if, and, and I'm going to take that one step the further. devil is beautiful. Fake it until you believe it. That was something I always, <laughs> like, tell, fake it till you make, make it. it. Fake it till you believe it. There is a um, there is a book out there called Philippians four eight. <gasps> I love, love that book too. Oh my god, I love this book. And this, uh, and it's a great series. Is he's got a fabulous following online and everything. But what was so fabulous What's about this guy's it, name? Do you know? Oh, that's okay. It out. Never mind. I'll, I'll put it on there. It we his thing was about I'm joy. Listening. I know. His thing was about joy and everything, but one of the things I took away from all of his things was, was like faking it. If you fake it enough, your body and your mind yes. will start to believe it. So just like the Mary Kay thing, starting to tell, if you find one thing about a woman, and, and when we were in Mary Kay and you found one thing and you're like, I love your eyes, I love your lips, I love your I love your face, whatever it is, you'll start to believe it because once you start to fixate on that one thing, it grows. Okay, first of all, let me let me say I don't like that they say fake it. It's their way to like the the play on the word fake it till you make it. So what they were doing was taking it fake it till you believe it. So basically you smile. If I show up to a meeting, I'm not in a good mood, but I'm smiling. At some point, you're going to be smiling. Okay, so this is how I would say it. I mean, because I, I agree with you on all those things, but because but of the better. way I yeah, yeah, because the way I grew up, it helps me to rephrase. Because fake doesn't go along with authenticity or truth, so it was hard for me. I do it every day. That concept, because um, we are. We don't like change. Like, uh, we're automatons. Let's be honest. We're automatons. We we are created in a certain way. And there's this thing called homeostasis, which creates a pain in us when we change things up. It, we literally feel pain when we change. So if we can know, one, we're robots. Somebody created us or something created us. 
to not like to change the way we do our routines. Okay, so I'm going to feel pain if I change my routine. But in order to be different, I'm going to have to change my routine, so I'm going to feel pain. That's if a I... in you. <laughs> <laughs> so if I know it's okay to feel pain. See, because we're trained that pain is bad, but pain isn't bad. Conflict isn't bad. Conflict and pain is great. You know why? It's the only way that we grow. If we do the easy road, I love Harry Potter for this one thing. I went to this uh, movie and there was a, a trailer. I don't know. There was a trailer that had one of the Harry Potter movies on it and it was um, Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. And he was like, the time has come, Harry, to decide if to do things based on, wait, how do I say it? The time has come to decide between what is easy and what is right. Mm-hmm. I loved that. Because that is tr- so true. We are trained to do easy. All of us do easy. We watch our Netflix at night. We, you know, go to our job. We do our routine. And if anything gets in the way, we get annoyed. It, we get frustrated. We get feel bad. Mm-hmm. It's okay to feel bad. That's, that's the step up to go, it's okay to feel bad if we want to change our routine so we can have something better. And, um, because in order to have something better, you're going to feel bad. Well, that's pushing the comfort zone. There's so many other ways yes. they push. You're, you're stepping out of your boundaries. Yes. You're stepping out of the comfort zone. Everybody's always said this. This is a thing that I've learned a long time ago in graphics. Everything has been said before or done before. You oh. just need to tap into it now. So what now. we're trying to say this is something I learned from my graphic artist is that I don't have to try to reinvent graphics. I just need to find how it plays to what I'm doing now. So with that said, how everything's been said before. Say that one more time. Graphics, it's all been done before. Yes. I just need to figure out how it plays into now. Now is the marriage is the, is, is the element that. So everything's been said before in our life. We've heard all these. The secret reinvents the same thing. And law of attraction reinvented the same now thing. Now is spirit. But now is what it is pertaining to. It's life. It's life. It's real. It's so, living. It's active. It's the noun. No, no, no. What is it? It's No, it's the verb. It's the, it's verb. the verb. It's an action now. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. And so if you take that and you have those moments where you are um, having issues with something, you can go look at scriptures, you can go look at books, you can go look at writings, tools, quotes, whatever. You will find something stated before that will help you now. Amen. Because, because now's the dance. It's the, your dance partner. Right. You, you have these tools. You have these um, mainstays. You have these whatever. But now is your partner, is your dance partner. So you've got you've got to adjust to your dance partner. And you can tap into where a lot of people feel they're alone. Ugh. You can, can tap, just, you can can tap into so much out there that's already been taught, been shown, been yes. given. With You're not living. alone. You're not alone. Okay. Yes. This is what Philippians 4.8 says. Whatever is true. Fuck yes. Whatever is true. Whatever is noble. Whatever is right. Whatever is pure. Aren't you just feeling good inside of yourself just hearing this? Yes. Whatever is lovely. Whatever 
is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. You know what? This is Philippians 4.8. Okay, this is the one scripture I've used since I've stopped being a Christian to combat my mother. <laughs> and I'm laughing because I have to combat my mother. <laughs> because, you know, I grew up all charismatic, and it's because of her. She, we, we went from L.A. because, you know, she's a single parent with two kids mm-hmm. in this horrible world. Right. And uh, so she found Jesus. And Jesus lived in Tulsa, Oklahoma, apparently. And so we all moved from L.A. to Tulsa, Oklahoma, um, with this promise of rainbows and, you know, success. Can you, we're going to age you here. What year was this? This was, okay, so I was born in 1970. I was uh, five years old, um, so 75. We all moved to Oklahoma. And uh, she went to, to um, she wanted to um, work for the forefather, the father of the charismatic movement, Kenneth Hagen. She wanted to work for him at, uh, with Rama Bible Training Center. But um, she ended up working for his, his son-in-law, who was this wayward, um, he didn't even love, like him, but he, this wayward man who was a son of a bitch honestly died of uh, a throat cancer i believe um for karmic yeah. reasons i was gonna say uh, kind of poetic yeah right? very not poetic. that i judge cancer he fucked all the, the married women and they're all gonna hate me if they listen to this but they won't because it has orgasmic terrorist in the title but anyway i fucked oh, all the christian married women in the church he was the pastor of this called this, this church called Faith Christian Fellowship that I grew up in and I went to, to school and church in Sunday, Wednesday, and every day. Um, but anyway, all that to say that this is all a poem right now. Um, 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 I don't even know where I was going with that. Uh, your mom, I said, what year was this? Trying to figure out the year. 1975, we're talking. We moved to Tulsa, Oklahoma from L.A. What was the point of that? Your mother. You dealt with your mother in Philippians 4. Yes. But so, moving forward, she's a total conspiracy theorist. She's crazy. I love you, Mom. I love her. I, I met her. I love my mom. And you know what? Because of your mother, I look at my shower, which is super funny. Because every morning, hmm. there's, there's these spots. Where's this going? <laughs> I, you, you will understand. I love water. You and I have talked about it. You mm. love baths. I love water. It can be shower or water. If yeah, I, it's meditational. It's meditational. It's and if I'm in a bath, I will generally fall asleep. And I will fall Amen. deep asleep, which mm. is a good sleep for me. But if I'm in the shower, all my creative energy comes yes. out of the shower. And, and it's super weird. Like, if I'm struggling with words... For like um, the podcast, or if I'm struggling with words for a design, or struggling with words on how to talk to somebody, if I take a shower, the words will just come to me. It's portal. So, it's a portal. It's so spiritual to me. So women go take showers more often. Amen. And enjoy yourselves. Whatever baths, you need. And masturbate often in there. I don't, but masturbate no. often. Period. <laughs> Done. But on your period, who on cares? Your, yeah. All of all of it. All of it. So in my shower. Which is a beautiful stall that I have. Um, and it's all stone on the inside. It is beautiful. There are... I'll have to take a picture of them. 
there are these four tiles that line up. And in the four tiles, maybe five, but four that I can think of, there are a back of a head with an angel and a demon on it. Plainly, I can plainly see the angel demon. And then in an upper tile of those four, in the same tiles, there is a bottom part of a face. And then another one, and just like like the strong male chin mm. and a lips. And then another part mixed in with the, the demon side is a very ugly face. Mm. Which is super trippy to look at it that way. But your mother made me not feel so weird about the fact that I was seeing faces in my tile. She does that. She, she does was that. telling me that her new fetish when the last time I sat down with her was her new thing was seeing faces and things. Oh yeah, no, she's oh. super into that. <laughs> she is. And so she's like an acid trip without taking acid. <laughs> I know. She's I a walking acid trip. I hadn't even had a glass of wine and she starts in on me. Oh, thanks. It's dry. Um, my feet are dry. No, she's they're them. lovely and but they're not she, she sat there and she made me not feel so weird for seeing faces in my shower. No. Because she was she seeing so... faces in like... No, she really is an acid trip. She's... You know what it is? My mom is super intelligent. Mm -hmm. She's an Aquarius. I mean, for those, you know, weirdo hippies. But she's like the quintessential Aquarius. I mean, she's just very intellectual and in her head and an artist and... She is amazing. She's a portal. She's a yeah, portal. She is. I love... I, I adore your mom. So I understand your point of having to deal with your mom. Like, my mom's... She's a Taurus, but she is closer to the Gemini. It's weird because you're both Tauruses. Yes, and we struggle together. <laughs> we do. We struggle living together. We struggle... And I do take care of my mother... We have a split-level house, and I have my own space, and she has What's the, your biggest struggle? I, I mean, for her, you two. Oh, that is a whole nother podcast. Um, honestly, it's her not respecting... What it comes down to is respecting that I am a woman. A woman? A woman. Because like, I'm her is only it child. Male or is it male-female? You mean that just a as woman, a person? As a person. That I'm, oh, okay. Not that I'm a being. A being. Uh, an as, adult. An adult. But as okay. a being, it, I was I was always a tool when I was a child. So I'm going to go back and be all psychoanalysis here. You said woman, which is very distinctive to a gender. So I'm wondering if there's like the sub thing. Like, do you feel like if you had been a male she would have treated you differently. Oh, yeah. Oh, so there is a, a... Yeah. It is gender specific. It is gender specific as well as... Right, adult. Adult, uh, but it also has to do with the fact that she will dominate a man, but she also dominated me. Like, she dominated my father's. So and, it's almost like this weird... I mean, the way I'm yeah. hearing it, it's almost like you're not a woman. I'm not. You're I'm, a man I'm a to her. Yeah, I'm a tool. Men are tools to her, and you are also a tool, so therefore you kind of have, like, this male And so, like, she's she's been hearing my stories, and it's, and I'm not hide I don't hide behind anything anymore. I used to for years. I used to hide behind the church. I used to hide behind my shame. I used to hide behind my needs. When you say stories, you mean your sex stories? Anything. Like, I... You're just vulnerable. You're telling no, her everything. No, I'm telling her anything I feel... I told her I went to a sex club and put a condom on my ex-lover who was having sex with a perfect stranger. Yeah. I told her. I told her that. And what did she say? Her jaw hit the table. 
So did I tell did her? That, did so, that excite you? That she, yeah. So maybe I'm a masochist as well. Mm-hmm. But so here's yes. the funny thing. So I, one of my friends would say, did you tell her? Or to sadist. Sh- maybe or you're sadist. sadist. Uh, maybe. She goes, my one friend would say, did you tell them to shock? Did you tell yeah, her to shock, shock her value. to see if you can cause a reaction? Or did you tell her because you felt that you could tell her and feel safe? Right. I didn't care. So there's a thing. That was that was in itself elating. Yes. Ecstasy, um, orgasmic. I was happy in the fact that I wasn't shameful. You were orgasmic. I wasn't shameful, and therefore I had a little orgasm. Yes, yeah. you could say that because of the fact that I didn't feel like I could justify or needed to justify my reasons for telling my mom. Yeah. Whether whatever her reaction was, it didn't fucking matter because you were just expressing yourself, which yeah. was orgasmic. And in itself is some form of art because so we could we could determine from this whole podcast that really orgasmic is the freedom to express without judgment. I like that. I'm gonna write that down. Right? Is that what it is? Freedom to express. Without judgment, without care of judgment. It's almost like the orgasmic part is that we are free to express ourselves without fear of exterior judgment. We don't care. See, and it's I think freedom. That's what freedom is. Freedom. Here's what I and I agree orgasmic. with you. And and one of the things that I have felt lately mm, is I that I love this. I'm learning from this. Thank you so much. And okay. I learn from you all the time. So when we were, when I was trying to think about people in my life and influences, because I have a dear friend of mine that's having some health issues down in Klamath Falls. Mm. And I've been going down there lately, which is why I've been a little slow in getting podcast up. Um, getting podcast mm-hmm. up is because I've been going down and helping him. Yeah. And, and rearranging his life a little. Like, I've been this teaching him. This is a, the neighbor. This is... No, it's your relative. My well, I call him. I call him my relative. I call him an uncle, but he's actually an ex-boss. Oh, okay, that's right. He was my ex-boss, and I call him an uncle because that's the easier way to explain. I love him like family. I understand. And he was a boss of mine that we fought like cats and dogs, and I was like the most powerful woman I've ever been in my entire life with him. Really? And I think it helped us bond because yeah. I spoke my mind. Like, we had an argument. You were yourself. I was myself. And I love him to this day. And I keep telling him, like, do you remember the argument where we argued over clouds for three days? Wait, okay, Sarah, so let me go back to this. You argued because you felt free with him. I didn't feel like judgment. Yes, like he wouldn't judge you. He's fine to argue. Right. But he doesn't judge you based on your argument. He's fine with it. He accepts it. He may be angry, but it was never at me. It was, and, and that was the part of my life where I started to realize that people don't get angry at persons. They get angry at situations or can Right, like they have triggers or whatever. Or like in his case, he wasn't, he was angry because he wasn't getting the clouds he wanted for the background of the picture he was doing for a cover of of one of his books. The books were $300,000 books. We're all toddlers in a a (laughs) a way. Yeah, we really are. We are. And and in his case, what was so interesting was that we would have these arguments about clouds or we did for this three days he was angry and at first i took it personally 
And then I started to fight back. I'm like, this is the cloud in the sky right now. <laughs> you know, how can you not like it? But he had a specific cloud in his mind. And it took me a while to figure it out. And once I figured out, okay, let's, you go out, take a picture of a cloud you love. Oh, that's a smart idea. That was day two. It didn't work. Because we still argued for a day. And finally, we had came across a photo that he loved the, the clouds. And we were able to make this come together on day three. We were best friends after that. He helped me through so many sad times in my life. Aww. And also some of my greatest memories in my life. And no judgment. There's never been any judgment. He was also the first man, older man in my life, that talked to me about enjoying going down and eating a pussy. And I even told him that recently. Like, he didn't remember this conversation. I'm like, Lou, you sat there and told me how you enjoy just, like, sitting there and just, like, engorging yourself on a pussy. Yeah, just say engorge. Okay, yeah. let's let's pause, because I'm going to go on a tangential um, question. That's right. Uh, question rabbit hole, because that's what we like to say. Yeah, rabbit hole. Down the rabbit hole. Third drink of tequila. Yes. Um, so... Did you've have you enjoyed eating pussy? No. Yes. Okay. Okay. No, wait. What? Let me no. Clarify. Yes. What? I have ate pussy, and you haven't enjoyed it. I judge myself about eating the pussy, which keeps you from enjoying it. Correct. I kept thinking I wasn't good enough. Therefore, I have not enjoyed eating pussy. I need to. That's what. Wait. Whoa. whoa, whoa I know. Isn't that like? There you go. Let's back up. So, um, yes. Um, you the entire time you're doing it, you were judging yourself that you weren't good enough. What does that mean? To you? I wasn't doing it right. That she wasn't enjoying. That's herself. hilarious. I know because right? I would imagine. Um, but I don't even because enjoy you have a pussy, but that you would know how. No. I don't play with my pussy. Remember that. Oh, I don't wait, masturbate. Oh, 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 that's right. I don't masturbate. I don't, I'm not, I'm not the normal woman that Wait, what, just, there's a normal Well, woman? okay, what they say Don't women say there's do, a normal woman, because I'm mystery. not normal. I am not normal. I'm not normal. I we don't like vibrators, ups. and I didn't like oral on myself, let alone, I didn't know What that do you I mean, oral on yourself? Oral, like somebody... Some man Ooh. going or female going down on me and enjoying my clit. But you like or you want? I love oral. it now. Now mm. I love it. I'm talking about early life, like now. So you right. ate pussy when you were back in the day when you in weren't college. enjoying oral. When I wasn't no, and I had and a woman experience, male two females, me and another woman, obviously, and she was good at it. I oh, was okay. amazing, and then I went down on her, and I kept judging everything, where I placed things, because I don't touch myself. I couldn't tell myself where I like Isn't that fucked up? It is. It it's is. like this internal critic, this demonic... Judgment. <laughs> judgmental judge fucker, motherfucker. <laughs> That's a male, by the way. Yes. Decides that it sabotages everything in our life, and it tells us that we're not good enough. It's not like our experiences that go wrong. It's that our internal critic if I would makes have had so the, many if, voices and opinions. I have to tell you, the person I was with the first time, female-wise, 
was a fabulous person, and if I would have trusted in my instinct to have a voice. Instinct. Instinct to have a voice and say, how do I do this better? She would not have judged me. She would have said, this is the way I like it. Here's the thing that was interesting about going down on a woman. Okay. Because I didn't know what a clit was because I never explored my own. And I did not know what the mechanism was. Okay, so at this point, you've had never sex a my... lot. No. No. I've had good. sex with maybe three guys, and I okay. didn't even have an orgasm at the time. Now, had to had to back up. I masturbate differently than an average, uh, than what the norm is. What whatever. you imagine the normal is. Well, that's true. I masturbate through grinding. Okay, so there's where the difference is, like... You masturbate by penetration or by How stimulation. Do you know that? Because we talked about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, really? Yeah. But the, there's only three ways to do it. It's grinding with this pressure. There's which, all kinds of ways well, to do it. This is true. This is true. But three standards. Grinding. Judgments. Yes. Grinding, stimulation of the clit, or penetration of the vagina. Those are the standards. And you can do variants of that. But when you get down to the grinding is pressure of all that tissue. Mm-hmm. Totally different than stimulating of the clit. Stimulating the clit is a very isolated area of tissue and you're stimulating it. Given I have my best orgasms that way now, but not when I was a child. When I was a child, I didn't know that existed. Yeah. Now, penetration of the v- of the vagina, which is another way to have an orgasm because you can either do it by stimulating the G-spot or just pure penetration of the opening and stimulating all the walls. So do you have orgasms on all of these now? Yes. Okay, continue. And, and, and different ones. I found that right. there are so many different styles of What's orgasms. What's your favorite? All of them. Okay. I continue. crave them. This is why I have the terrorist... <laughs> I don't. Why crave am I all free? of them? I, I am a terrorist. Them. I want them all. It's like what is that lost? What is that show? The lost. Okay. I'm a terrorist. So what? What I have found is that all of them stimulate a different form in me. The ones that are extremely powerful that make me not want to be touched again are the grinding ones. Like really? If if the man grinds on me or I grind on a man, which I have done, um, I can then be overly sensitive and you can't touch me for at least a half an hour. What does that mean you can't touch you? Like it's uncomfortable to touch you? It's so sensitive and so like like all the blood has rushed away. So it's painful. It's not it's not, not pleasurable. But not necessarily painful because it just means it's like, okay, I'm done. And you know, like that whole like overstimulate. Overstimulate it, like, okay, I'm done. Give me a second. I need I need my own space. Right. Now there there are my orgasms like especially clitorial if like somebody's like licking my clit it will just keep rotating I'll just come and come and come and come and come and come That sounds like the best one if you're you coming coming think. coming 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 You would think Yeah but but here's my experience with that you can come and come and come and come and come repeatedly and it still feels good but there's never that fulfilling one orgasm to where you're going oh my god that so it's like a shallow come. To me, it's like it never reaches the fulfilling peak. It's not. It doesn't have a period at the end. Exactly. It's like a colon or a semicolon. Semicolon. Well, that'll be my new. And then the vaginal, I get several different ways from that one. It all depends on the penis or the protruding member mm. that will cause a different orgasm that way. I've had one that like. 
and hit a bone up to here, like on the on the pelvis mm-hmm. that I came from. Like I came so hard that I couldn't believe it, and I craved it. Like that's the only one I ever wanted in my entire life. But I can, for whatever reason, it just never ever felt the same as the first. It was super funny. I could it's make like it happen. heroin. Yeah, it was. It was. It was very addicting. And then there's the other ones. You know, just different ones. It You're all like an expert on all of the um, I actually logistics. Googled, actually Googled orgasms and G-spots and all that. And do you know there's like an H-spot, an L-spot, an M-spot? They're not just G-spots. And each one can that. trigger a whole different series. I've even did research on, on squirting because I do squirt because I had shame behind it. I, I even now... You know what? Fuck shame. I know, but I had it. And because I had it, there are women out there that have it. Yeah. And this is why I want to say that it's okay. Actually... It's okay. It's okay. It's fabulous. Whatever you do is okay. It's okay. It's beautiful, actually. It's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. And let's talk about the beauty of a squirting orgasm. Squirting orgasm... I've never squirted, but I'm sure it's beautiful. You will. You will. Mm. I will make sure. <laughs> there are ways. We will talk about ways, let me tell you. So the fabulous thing about squirting orgasms is the fact that there are not just one type. There is a misnomer. Um, There are several types of squirting orgasms. And it's all depending on the one you want to have. And there is one that actually comes out of the ureter, which is where you pee from, but is not urine. It may have urine in it. Someone just told me about this. They were convinced it was urine. They did all the studies and they concluded it's urine. No, it's not. Um, actually, I have a really great podcast on that one if they want to listen mm-hmm. because they break down all the different things. So whoever it was, it's a very close friend of mine. Who was that? Okay, well, think about you it. You should listen to this podcast they're talking about. And it is, it's not urine. It's not urine. There may be urine in it because mm. urine is in the Angela. Urine. Angela will talk. There is fitness. There are two different types. There is the clear type that you see where they like can can projectile it across the room mm-hmm. and there are the ones that are creamier and there is a creamy ejaculation through the actual um vagina i do both and i do Holy a couple shit. of the you're ones. like an expert in this oh uh, trust me because okay. i had to be so i could overcome the 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 shame of it because if you don't if you think this because you've been told this then you're going to get stuck. So my full belief is education will undo a lot of the shame. If you get educated, if you learn how to undo it, if you learn, listen to I would say it's more like liberation. Liberation. Because we can educate people, brainwash them to believe one way. But liberation is trusting your gut plus being taught something. It's like we want to educate that you are your the own master. You you know the specifics of your own self. You're your own doctor. And that's very it's a dance. Like it you is. have to have your gut, your intuition or whatever you want to call it, plus some knowledge. But just the education itself without the gut, without your own core, is brainwash. Honestly, that's what what happened to us. And where it went wrong with us. That's a very, very valid point. And a point so, that we've said in these two podcasts. You've said it over and over again. You go back. You you give two options. You give in your gut. Your and heart. then you give 
you give your heart, and then you give another option in case they don't want to go with who you are or whatever. Or who you're portraying. Right. And I see that even in the dating world. And we will talk about this on future podcasts, several different options or things that I've experienced on the dating world. Um, Because dating's changed. You're married. I'm not. One of the things that is a big struggle these days is online dating. Online dating, there are so many different ways, and we all have different judgment difference or expectations we have all have different expectations of what we get out of dating and if do they not see i'm not in the dating we'll we'll talk about that so we will bring that up and the reason why i bring it up is because that would be one of my next focuses in the next podcast is about online dating i really think it needs to be addressed i want to hear about this it is something that is a struggle for a lot of women and men because men have one expectation, women have the other. Ooh, that's open. Sarah, I love that you're doing this. Oh, thank you. You're going to be on more regularly than you think. You just know it. I, I, I love so. you. I love, and I love doing the. I love being part of it. Yeah. We will have Krista back more often. We love her. That's and so we will talk about that in the upcoming episode. With this, signing off, have a wonderful night.